0: Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor
1: Tim Lane. Well, thank you guys once again for joining us. Last week I had Danny Vanek from the Mission on. Danny Vanek is the project coordinator manager i forget what we gave him the title but bottom line comes down to when we have something we need to get done i take that to danny and i say hey danny here's what i need to have done can you uh can you get that started and he will coordinate so he often acts as uh, as a supervisor on the jobs and those kind of things and they go to him they talk to him and then He'll come if there's uh, money involved that we need to talk about. But he's been working on the permits. The first uh, third of our new project to completely overhaul the old building Man. is completed. He saw that through. He got the permits going. He did all that kind of stuff behind the scenes. And so he really is pretty busy guy and does a lot of stuff. And, you know, you would say, okay, but— once you get this project finished, what's a project guy got to go? You'd be surprised. Every time there's something we could do. For instance, Amen. we needed to buy the Connexes, and I don't know if you know what those are, but what we call Connexes are the big storage things that come off of ships. They're containers. They're ship's containers. And so we could buy them for – they they sell from 2500 to 5000 and something. Depending, and of course, prices are going up all the time on those things. And I understand that there was a big rush by China, someone to buy up all the extra connexes. Get all the connexes yeah. back, yeah. So uh, when we needed that, I told Danny, okay, or he came to me one way or the other. But he was the one responsible in trying to get a hold of those things. And so he does a lot of things at the mission, and he actually many years, about 13 years ago, went through... Our program there, Yes, I did. Came out of prison. Yes, I did. And uh, is truly a transformed guy. Amen. And, you know, we were talking about things, and and Danny, you know, has, you know, he came out of prison, he had nothing, and now he's got a wife, he's got a house, he's got those things. A
2: dog. A dog,
1: (laughs) almost. Yeah. but I'm sorry, it's a little dog. <laughs> I was always a big dog kind of guy. I, well, I, I was from, not the big dog, well, but I mean. Well, I went from
2: saving ours when I was young. Yeah. Now I have a chihuahua.
1: <laughs> but uh, the bottom line comes down to the fact that the most important thing is a transformed lives, right, David? Amen, that's right. And he still works on you, right?
2: Yes, he does, each and every day.
1: Because he works on me, too. We all have those vestiges of our old nature that we have to struggle with correct
2: yes we do
1: so but here's one of the remarkable things i just love this uh i had a very dear friend uh who was a captain in the sheriff's Mm. department retired he went home to be with the lord and by the time uh His memorial service is coming up very shortly, and so uh, I love Ed Dunan. I still do. He's home with the Lord. That's the best thing. Remember this phrase. I didn't make it up, but a friend's a friend forever when the Lord's the Lord of them. That's right. And so we know where he is. It's not pie in the sky. It's not, gee, I hope it worked out okay. It's nothing like that. We know for a fact he's there. And we also know that the memorial service is not for Ed because Ed is in a place where we can't even imagine what mm. it is like. And I don't think he's looking down going, gee, I hope they do the memorial service right. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a wonderful thing. But he also took an interest in some of the guys on the program. And he joined the board of directors because this police officer who, as he always used to say— you know, I spent a lot of years in the cops and robbers business. But this cop became a friend of the robbers. Well, yeah. the ex-robbers. Because we know the people who are in Christ Jesus are new creations. creations. You know, right. and the old is gone. And so Ed could see that. And for Danny here and for Rudolph on uh, one of our guys, uh, on uh, one of the people who works at the mission— who also came through the program, uh, he took a special interest in them. They came up to some uh, retreats that he had done, yeah. and they still go to those retreats. And he had specifically asked me to make sure that I had these two guys at his memorial service to give away the little starfish mm. pins. And uh, so in just in case, just really quickly, the starfish pin is the favorite story of Ed. He wore one all the time. And it's that story of a little boy out on a beach in South Carolina and, and the storm had come through and washed up all the starfish on the beach and he's taking them he's throwing them into the ocean and the older man comes along and says, son, what are you doing? And he says, well, I'm throwing these starfish back or they'll die. He says, son, there's millions of starfish out here. You can't possibly make a difference. He held one up and said, I can make a difference for this one. Amen. And that's the idea, and that's the look of the mission as well. And that was Ed's lookout, too, so, is, you know, if we can make a difference for one person, one life that isn't back in prison, back on drugs, and even worse than that, a life that is going to hell. Yeah. Because that is certainly a terrifying thought. Yeah. So that's what that part is about. Now, the reason I bring that up, besides the fact of my great love and admiration for Ed Doonan, was the fact that he had been a, a sheriff's captain for years, and yep. so he still knew a lot of contacts at the sheriff's department. Yep. And he got us hooked up with the RCCC, RCCC right? Right? yeah. Okay, so now we've got these police officers who, and by the way, I really think this is important for us to understand when we went out there, they have a facility where they train men to weld. They train men for, uh, for auto mechanics. Yeah. And this all ties in, stay with me for a minute here. And so they said, we have an auto shop out here, and if you want to supply a car and you'll supply the, um, the, the parts, our guys will work on these cars. And that will give them the training that they know as the instructor goes along. And so when we think of going to jail, we think of incarceration and punishment, right? But they have a whole program out at C to train men so that they have a, a skill to go back into the world with, right? That's right. And so Ed Dunan was the one that started with that, and Danny is the one that coordinates with our vehicles, correct, Danny? Yes, I do. Tell, tell us, how. what have you seen happen through that program?
2: Well, I mean— the cars, the cars come in, we ask the cars to be running and driving, registrable, smogable, and everything else. And um, so when the car comes in, we get a, we take it out to them, get a go-over, and they go through, and they'll change the oil and everything else inside of it. And they'll just give it an inspection all the way through. Well, there's a few vehicles that we've taken out there to them. I had a trailer one out there because it was running fine. and Then all of a sudden it stopped, trailered it out there to them, and they got it running, and we were able to give it away to somebody. And that's what this program <laughs> It, it's helping the men inside because it's giving them a sense of accomplishment, giving them a trade. And plus, on the other hand, too, it's helping us give our, our graduates in the program a way to get back and forth to work.
1: So it, yeah, it helps so in multifaceted. So go into that a little bit about our whole purpose and the reason that we like to take running cars, because yep. we're not into trying to wholesale them out. If we had to, we, we would, if right. one is just beyond repair. right. But tell me what the goal of our program with the cars is.
2: Well, we we'll get the cars and the guys in our program that are able to get out and work, and otherwise they go to go to school, and it helps them get back and forth to, to appointments. But what we do is, when the guys finish our program and they have a good good possibility of going out and getting work, or they've already got a job, the hard part is getting onto a bike and trying to make it to work, especially a, in this heat. On this heat, in a bus or yep. on regional transit, yep. and then if you miss one, now you're late, Now I explain to your boss you're late. So what we do is we try to give the man a car to get back and forth to work, but he has to have a driver's license. He has to be able to maintain insurance on the vehicle before we even turn the vehicle over to him. So while he's going through the program, if he has anything against his license, now's the time that they go out and they get this resolved because God says what you've created, what you've destroyed, you need to recreate again and go out and make things right. And And so so
1: we have Eric Rios, who's the aftercare specialist, specialist, and he's actually – I would call him more the aftercare chaplain because he, he really works with these guys. And so then he'll coordinate on that end to try to help these guys get their licenses yep. cleared up, get That's insurance, right. that kind of stuff. That's right. right? Yep. And so uh, how successful is that program?
2: Uh, fantastic. <laughs> well, you know, we're actually running out of vehicles to give away.
1: <laughs> Gee, <laughs> maybe, maybe there's some people out there that have a vehicle that's running and in pretty good condition that they'd yeah. like to donate. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If,
2: if you have a vehicle, you know, and, yeah. and it's sitting there, you yeah. know, it, it goes to an awesome cause. Yeah, I does. was a recipient of one of them. Yeah. Well, I can't remember that.
1: When he graduated the program. That's right. Uh and so you know what? Uh it's it's an amazing thing. And by yes. the way, I'm not trying to overdo this when I tell you that when I took the tour, when Danny took the tour, when we went out there to Triple C to see what they were doing, we were amazed at yep. the things that they were doing vocationally. And uh, they even have an equestrian thing out there to, to teach the guys how to ride. I, I don't know what that was about, but right. maybe for farms or whatever. Yeah. But here's the thing. The young uh, deputy sheriffs that were out there, I mean, they were not antagonistic towards the inmates there. They really wanted them to succeed. Yep. Yep. I mean, when you see the joy of an officer trying to help somebody who's incarcerated, that's encouraging,
2: right? Yeah. right? Yes, I mean, it, it was to me. Yeah, it, it that totally is because it gives it breaks it breaks down the good guy bad guy thing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: You know, that's that's what needs to be broken down right there. Working together. You know that's 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 what that's what we need to do. That's what that's what's happening. And whenever you have one person help another one, same thing as a good Samaritan. You know, mm-hmm. it's that's what it's all about is helping your fellow man. Not to, you know, now you know before in, in the past I was always do unto others before others do unto you. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, I do know what you mean. But then when new creation in Christ, do unto others as you would have have others do unto you. Mm-hmm. And then so when that officer reached down there and he helps that man up man I'm telling you what I got goosebumps right now just thinking about that's the restoration in life that's helping your fellow man it's amazing Uh,
1: these guys uh, they came out to visit the mission as well and their encouragement and their care I'm not I am not exaggerating we always hear the bad side of law enforcement but you know what there's nothing bad about these young officers because I'm telling you, they care about the inmates out there. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's rules and regulations you have to go by. There's With, rules
2: and regulations everywhere.
1: Even at the mission, yep. but that doesn't mean we don't care. And that yep. doesn't mean that these young officers didn't care. Right. And so this program we've had several cars that they worked on and we were able to take a car that we would have had to just junk right, or wholesale or whatever. Yep. And it became a viable car for the, our guys on the program. That's right. And that's just an amazing thing. Yep. Uh, so I think the program's a success, and I am appreciative of it. And you know what? I was they they became endeared to my heart too, because Ed Dunan was twenty years out of law enforcement, and they knew who he was. And honest to goodness, when we were taking the tour, they treated him like he was a visiting general. Yeah. Mm. Such respect and kindness. And the inmates there that were working on these vocational programs seemed genuinely grateful. And, you know, it's just like at the mission. We don't want to clean you up, send you back to the streets so you can go to hell pretty looking. Yeah. We want you to come to Christ. We want you to be clean and sober the rest of your life. life. Part of a good, healthy, well-balanced, Bible-believing church yeah. you know, that believes in the Trinity, Bible that Bible believes Bible in Spirit. the inerrant Scripture, right. that you are saved by grace through faith and this not of yourself. It is the right. gift of God, lest any man should boast. Amen. Because guess Amen. what? You don't have the power to save yourself. Nope. But God has more than enough power.
2: Yes, he does.
1: Right? He's the almighty God. Amen. And so, so, Daniel, you do a lot of things at the mission. You do the car things. But tell me, uh, don't you have a bike program you got going? <laughs> yeah.
2: and,
1: and where is that to?
2: Folsom way? Prison. Uh, we go out there to Folsom Prison and the Elks Lodge, uh, Elks Lodge is out there and, uh, and we go out there. And what they do is they bring bikes in from the dump in the, salv- in the scrapyard and things like this that they turn over to them. They bring them to Folsom Prison. Plus, now we take – we pick bikes up from the recreation parks, and then we take them out there. And there's an inmate program out there. Uh, they, re- they take all these bikes. They break them all down. They put together really nice bikes, and then that running, operating, everything else, and they donate them out to San Joaquin. They give us I was 30 thirty a month. And they also go to young kids and things like this. Volunteers of America, so they can do the uh, for the veterans, Mayther, yeah. and all over the place. And these are inmates out there. When you go out and look at these bikes, we take they take them. The bikes that come in are tore apart. Oh yeah. But they're they're bringing they're bringing out some really nice bikes, and and so we raffle yeah, them they off. Really are. Yeah, we raffle them off. Plus we have the bikes. not for money. This is just no. A- yeah, no, no, no. We when they come in the every time, they drop their name in a bucket. And then at the end of service, uh, Bobby walks up there, picks a name out, and we give them the bikes.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. So these are the, our guests. These yes. are the street people who come and get these bikes or Correct. recipients of it. And so Daniel is the one that kind of got that whole program going. And as we as we told you earlier, Danny had spent some time in prison himself. Yeah. That was many years ago. That was 13 years ago uh, that he was released from prison. Yeah. After it's doing nine, about thirteen, 13 and, years.
2: and a half years, yeah,
1: yeah, so uh, Danny, i I guess my question would be, how does it feel to go to prison and then be able to walk out the same day? <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> it was nerve-wracking at
2: first. <laughs> that door closed behind you. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, uh, yeah, the nerves kind of set in, but now, it, now now I now I go there, and it, it's it's the program uh, of the the officers and the parole officers and everything else that are all there. Everybody that's involved is absolutely awesome because they have a love to help help other people, and that way, whether, whether it be prolees, whether it be inmates, or anything else, that's what our, everybody's goal is together in this. Yeah, and it's a beautiful thing to be a part of that. I think we've been doing it for like what seven years now, something no, like No, six that. six years, six or seven. Yeah, yeah. six or seven years now.
1: Yeah, it's it's really cool. We purchased a great big uh, flatbed trailer that danny takes out there and he he will come back with a slew of (laughs) bikes yeah i mean it's unbelievable right
2: yeah i've came back with as many as 40 and they were like all packed up and everything else (laughs) yeah
1: so danny you have a lot of projects and programs like that uh so we're what do you see in the future is there any programs you got boiling around in your mind Oh, uh,
2: <laughs> well, the uh, the dining hall, the chapel, <laughs> those, those are my first priorities. Then maybe an, a covering area over the weight pile. You know, we want to finish the, the new, the warehouse on the mission property, mm-hmm. you know, so always there's always something turning we just got the basement taken care of
1: yeah we have a basement but it was a haunt really. yeah yeah <laughs> uh, and now he's got racks he's trying to you know make yeah. sure it's sanitary down there and that kind of stuff right. which is great i mean we need
2: organization down there
1: well we need storage space yeah.
2: everywhere yeah well that's the reason we got the connexes too the ones we put the connexes right. in that's the reason we got that because we're only one-on-one on one acre, and uh, so it's kind of hard to expand in a way. So we've got the connexes, then we built a wall inside and split them and, yeah. and then put a roll-up door in the back so it's actually four containers in mm-hmm. two containers. So
1: Yeah, so a lot of things are going on at the mission, but yeah. we want to keep that momentum going. Yes, we right? do. We want to keep with new ideas, new projects. Yeah. Not everything that we think of is going to work, But, you know, we go to God and we ask that God give us the direction. Amen. And uh, as long as we know God is giving us a direction, we're full speed ahead,
2: right? Amen. That's right.
1: And so there's a lot of excitement around the campus, I would say. Yes, there is. Right now that excitement is melted. But, uh, (laughs) you know, we do the show. I I try to do two shows at a time if I have a guest because that way the guest doesn't have to come back. And so we are, are doing two shows. So by the time you hear this one, hopefully the uh, fire in Forest Hill will be out. But I would really like you guys, uh, praise God, to pray for those firefighters mm-hmm. because they have a monumental job to do. Yes, they do. And they do it in the heat. Most people couldn't even take what they do out there. I mean, I see them train on the Forest Hill Bridge Road and it will be summertime. They're in full gear running to get so they get their bodies used to that excessive yeah. heat. but you can only get it used to it so much right. And so please continue to f- pray for them and even I mean if the fire's out, amazing, I don't think it will be, but if it is amazing, but remember they, have to fight fires all the time. Yep. And you know how amazing it is that you see trucks from all over California coming, and a lot of times from out of state. Yep. And they're all working together to try to put out a fire that isn't even in their, their, their area. area. And yeah. and trucks come up from Sacramento, and they come from up LA north, and, and LA. and all over the place. Yeah, and obviously we need to reciprocate and do that I mean, when they have problems. Right. Uh, I'm sitting in the studio with Daniel and I've seen the big air tankers coming by because they are doing everything they can. And at the time that we recorded this, we had 0% containment and over 6,000 acres involved in Forest Hill. I pray that that will be, that they'll start to get a handle on it. But regardless, they are doing everything humanly possible only God can intercede in this, but right. they're giving it their best. By the way, I wanted to remind you guys that we have we have an open house in October, and uh, that open house, if you want to find out about it, you can go to ugmsac.com forward slash open house, and you can go on or you can go on to our website too. You can find out about how to donate or how to to sign up for the open house? How to donate to some of the worthwhile projects? You know, we have two more thirds of the total restoration of the old building, and uh, so if you want to donate to that, feel free to call in. And I'm I'm not saying you, oh, you should call in. I'm saying if God lays it on your heart, yeah. donate. And if God doesn't lay it on your heart, don't do that. Yeah. Go
2: on on the webpage and look at uh, our renovation and what we did in the beginning. Amazing, huh? And see how we're doing the transformation and what the rest of it is going to look like. Like we said in the last uh, interview we had, we're not putting a band-aid on a bullet hole. That's right. We're going through and we're doing this right. So we want this place to last for 60 more years after we're gone. That's right. Amen.
1: I don't know how many years I have left to be the director of the mission, whether it's one year, 10 years. I don't know. Only God knows that. But here's the bottom line, regardless, even if even if this was my last year, and I'm not saying it is, but if it were, I would still want our projects, I would want to see those to completion. Not so my name goes on a wall, because I would not allow that. Uh, I don't, I, that is is something I, I just wouldn't uh, be in favor of, but... Even if nobody remembers my name, there's 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 a song that says, even if they don't remember who I am as long as they n- remember Jesus. That's yes, right. And that's what we're looking for. We want a building that's safe, that's sound, that upholds all the values of Christendom that's right. and lasts a lifetime. We're down to one minute. Any closing word, brother?
2: God bless you all. Amen. Yeah, God bless you all.
1: I, I can't. I, I mean, there's nothing you can say that's more succinct than God bless you all. You know, if you're a believer, God bless you in everything that you do and put people in your path to tell about Jesus. If you're an unbeliever, the best blessing that God can possibly have for you is to awaken you to the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Amen. And, you know, believer out there, don't let the material world become your God. Remember that there's one Savior And his name is Jesus so as always my dear friends until we meet again may God hold you in the palm of his hand
2: amen
0: you've been listening to voices from the street the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission if your heart's been touched And you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.